It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I tell you where Ryan Hartman's overtime winner ranks among the Minnesota Wilds all-time greatest playoff OT game-winning goals on today's Minnesota Sports Rankum. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Show of hands, who's tired? I am. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Lockdown Sports Minnesota on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom, and I made it till the end of the Minnesota Wild game last night, a 1 a.m. finish, and Minnesota wins game one against the Dallas Stars thanks to Ryan Hartman's OT winner. So what better time than to rank the top five Minnesota Wild overtime playoff winners in franchise history? That's the prompt. On today's Minnesota Sports Rankum, which is presented by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more at fanduel.com slash locked on. Head there today and get started. Really glad you joined us today. Lots of ways to follow along at Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. Find the channel Locked On Sports Minnesota. Subscribe for free. We're also free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um. There are 10 overtime winners in the playoffs in Minnesota Wild history. Uh, Those, well, I won't tell you who wasn't mentioned. I don't want to give it away who's on the list right away, but there are 10, and I'm choosing the top five. And you know what? They all feel really meaningful in the moment. They feel like one of the best hockey games you've ever seen, and there's probably a little recency bias with Hartman's goal last night. But I think when you rank the five most memorable you do look at the bigger picture. What did it end up representing? Uh, Did it stand the test of time? Do you still remember it today? And and that definitely factored into my list when I made this top five ranking. Let us know what you think of the list. Comment on YouTube at Locked On Sports Minnesota. Drop in your top five or drop in where you think I messed up. Remember, this is the show that settles debates and starts new ones. All right, number five on the list It's not Hartman. We're going to go back to 2014. Game three, April 21st, 2014, Wild Avalanche. This is at XL Energy Center, one of the four overtime game winners that happened at home. It was Mikhail Granlund in a 1-0 overtime victory against the Colorado Avalanche. This goal kick-started the second longest playoff run in team history. That's a little sad, actually, in a team that's almost 25 years old. They have only advanced beyond the second round once. And this is the season where they advanced the furthest in the second round without actually winning the series. They won two games in the second round against the Blackhawks. They won six total playoff games. The 2014 playoff run for the Wild was great. And it really began in earnest with this goal by Mikhail Granlund. Remember, Wild Avs. Wild lost in overtime in game one in Colorado. Lost then in game two. So they were down in a 2-0 hole. Things looked bleak. They come home. And they looked awesome in this game against the Avs. It was uh, Darcy Kemper, goaltender for the Wild. Semyon Varlamov, 
goaltender for the Avs. That's a that's a good poll from almost a decade ago, but it was a goaltender battle. Nothing, nothing through one, nothing, nothing through two, nothing, nothing through three. And Mikhail Granlund had to deliver the game winner in a one-nothing thriller. And I would venture to say that in playoff hockey, you can have a thriller that has no scoring. I am not a soccer guy, but I don't think a 0-0 or a nil-nil soccer match is all that exciting. Um, I think you can have a nil-nil hockey game that's pretty darn exciting. And I think this game fit the bill. Super crazy intensity. The Minnesota Wild spanked the avalanche in this game. They outshot them 46-22, to but they couldn't get it past Varlamov until Granlund, kind of a Bobby Orr kind of move, like going across the crease, um, kind of almost going airborne, sweeping it in past the goaltender, diving down on the ice. Really great still photo if you see it with Granlund holding the puck or holding his stick set to get the puck past Varlamov as he moved from kind of the far boards to the near side. Awesome memory. I was in the crowd that night. Huge surge of emotion when the Wild got that game winner. And now you think back to that series. There were four overtime games in the seven-game series. There was another one-goal game in regulation, and the other two games were one goal until there were empty netters at the end. It was kind of the, not quite the same stakes, but think of the 91 World Series where just every game was a thriller. That was this series. Wild and Avs might have another entry from this series later on in the list, but Mikhail Granlund is the number five on our top 10 most memorable Wild OT winners. Number four. Yeah, let's put Hartman on the list. Ryan Hartman, recency bias definitely plays in because there's no more information. This happened less than 24 hours ago. It capped the longest game in Minnesota Wild franchise history. It went over 92 minutes. Ryan Hartman pays off uh, one of the great goaltending performances we've seen from uh, Philip Gustafson making his playoff debut Makes 51 saves for the Minnesota Wild. Joins very elite company uh, of a goaltender doing that in his playoff debut. It pays off the effort of Brock Faber, the the rookie playing in like his third ever game. He was just in college two weeks ago, laying out midway through double overtime and just getting the, the very edge of his stick on a point blank shot by Marchment to deflect that high and keep the game alive and open the door for Hartman's heroics. Um, Another game with like a hundred shots on goal, both goaltenders outstanding Jake Ottinger for Dallas local product. People know him. People love him here. Not in this series, but the goaltenders put on a show. The wild defensemen absolutely paid the price in this game, laying their bodies on the line, getting in front of shots, laying down flat, really sacrificing And all that got paid off because the Wild won the game, and it all matters in the end. Now, a couple of years ago, Jewel Eriksson won a game in game one of the series against the Golden Knights of Las Vegas. Remember this? It was a 0-0 game. He had the OT winner, and the Wild took a 1-0 series lead. I think a lot of people forget about that game winner because the Wild did not go on to win the series. In fact, they lost the next three games, then pushed it to seven, and lost in game seven in Vegas. And that does not make the list because it didn't end up representing something more. So Hartman's goal looms large right now. Will it end up being something that sparks a run 
for the Wild. I think that will entrench it onto this list. But as of today, it's in there. It's number four on the list. We've got our top three coming up. Want to remind you that this show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and an official uh, sportsbook partner of Locked On. The NBA playoffs are here. NHL playoffs are here in Major League Baseball. There are so many ways to wager at FanDuel. Get that FanDuel Sportsbook app. Download it from your phone. Safe, secure, super easy to use. Or visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn online to learn more. If you're a new customer, get a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. T-Wolves, game two. That's Wednesday night. They're underdogs by eight and a half. Check out that spread. You can change the spread around. You can bet on point scorers, first basket getters, uh, whatever you want. Three-pointers made in the game. So many ways to wager at FanDuel. Check it out at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get that no-sweat first bet if you're a new customer. Make every moment more at FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Number three on our list. Top five OT winners in wild history. Number three. We're going back two decades as of Friday, April 21st, 2003. The first ever home playoff win for the Minnesota Wild. And it meant something. It meant a lot. Wild making their inaugural playoff appearance, heavy underdogs against the hated Avalanche. They win game one in a shocker. They lose three in a row, including two at home. So they're down 3-1, downtrodden going back to Denver, and they steal game five. And that was the catalyst for the greatest run in Minnesota Wild history. Going home, down 3-2 in the series, Wild take a 2-0 lead at the X. Richard Park scores a goal, Marion Gabrick scores a goal, but then here come the big bad abs. They score two in the final four minutes and tie the game. They send it to OT, sudden death, Wild season on the brink, Patrick Waugh in net for Colorado versus Manny Fernandez of the wild. Keep in mind, Minnesota wild, not expected to do anything this season. They were plus 10,000 preseason odds to win the Stanley cup, trying to win their first ever home playoff game. Richard park takes the puck right wing at the X crosses the blue line. I can never forget it. It, it, it wasn't even that threatening of a rush. But the crowd sensed it. They all stood as one, part kind of drifting along the boards, rips off a wrister and beats Wah and sets the place on fire. What a shot. His second goal of the game. Wild's first ever home playoff win. That might explain the, the eagerness in the crowd that night. Sends it to game seven. And what happens in game seven? We might have to find out later on in the list. But that really kick-started. The Wilds' greatest playoff run, where they went to the Western Conference Finals that year against the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, as they were called at the time. That's number three on our list. Richard Park, who could forget it, against the Avs. All right, our final two are both Game 7 clinchers, series clinchers. I'm sure you know them. If you're a Wild fan, which one do I put first? Well, we're going to go with Nino Niederreiter at number two. 2014, this came four games after the Mikhail Granlund game winner in game three. So between those games, the Wild had a one-goal win at home. Then they lost a heartbreaker in overtime in Denver. Heartbreaker. Oh, 
they blew a couple leads in Denver in that series that were were really just backbreaking at the time. Come home in game six, and they they eke out a win. Zach Parisi had a late third period goal. So it's game seven for all the marbles. Colorado's looking for revenge from uh, 11 years prior. Wild go in there, and they come back from four deficits. Down one, come back. Down two, one, come back again. Two, two. They fall behind three to two. They fall behind four to three. They keep coming back. Jared Spurgeon, long uh, a lot of you know history has forgotten that he had the game tying goal late in regulation. So clutch, so clutch, sending it to OT. Game seven overtime in hockey, it's like you know, having cardiac arrest. It's it's a heart attack on skates. Uh, having to sweat that out up and down. Every rush could be the the clincher. Every rush could be the end of your season. And I think it was fairly early in the overtime. The Wild got a two-on-one the other way. Nino Niederreiter, one of the all-time great names in Minnesota Wild history, delivers one of the all-time great moments. Niederreiter, the shot gets past uh, the goaltender, and it hit it hit a bar. And I think a lot of people assumed it was post. Um, but he celebrated. The Wild celebrated. We saw it on replay in a few seconds, and it hit the, hit the back bar inside of the net, and that set off the road celebration for the Wild uh, to send them on to the second round. Silencing the crowd. I mean, almost as sweet as a home crowd reacting is the silence of the road crowd heading to the exits when you end their season in game seven mirrored the 2003 series. Why did it mirror the 2003 series? Because that was also settled in seven games. And that's our number one overtime winner. I think it has to be. And it's almost the 20 year anniversary. Andrew Brunette, the first ever series win for the Minnesota wild, a comeback from three, one down in that series. Uh, wild abs. Just like it was in 2014, it was in 2003. Marion Gabrick, he played the Spurgeon role in that game. He had the goal inside of five minutes left to tie it on the power play to send it to overtime, tied it to, much like Ryan Hartman last night. And uh, big names in this series, too. I mean, Peter Forsberg scored for Colorado. Joe Sackick scored for Colorado. And again, Patrick Waugh in net. Their future coach, by the way, who the Wild beat in 2014, so it's circular. Andrew Burnett takes the puck, going down ice. Uh, I, you know, in your mind, you can probably visualize it. He's on the left wing, going right to left, kind of cuts in toward the net, and in a really tight window, Burnett with the stick work to get it around the goaltender. He's in traffic. He's going to get buried, and he just finesses it past Wah and into the goal. Wild win. And you picture Steve Levy calling that game for ESPN. Andrew Burnett in sudden death overtime. One of the signature calls associated with the Minnesota Wild. So that sent the Wild on. And they made the most of that opportunity. They came back from 3-1 down to beat the Canucks in the next series. The most unexpected team in the Western Conference Finals where that dream died against the Ducks. But it's also cool that Brunette kind of remained a signature member of the organization. He was an assistant coach. He was part of the front office in the 20-teens. So Brunette's legacy did not end there. Um, Brunette, probably one of the most recognizable goals in Minnesota Wild history, a Game 7 winner 
an underdog early in the franchise's history and sent them on their way uh, to eventually the Western Conference Finals. He leapfrogs Nino Niederreiter of the two Game 7 winners, and maybe we have more in store uh, in this playoff run for the Wild. So now I'll mention the the honorable mentions, the ones that didn't get uh, any love. We mentioned Eric Sinek against Vegas. Uh, Keith Carney had a game winner against Colorado in 2008. They lost that series, as did uh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard on the road. Wild blew that series, though. I think they lost three games in a row uh, to lose that series 4-2. to two. Jason Zucker, very early in his career, uh, had one against the Blackhawks at home, but the Wild lost that series in five games, didn't end up meaning a whole lot. And then Miko Koivu against the Dallas Stars. Game five to extend the series to six games, but the Wild would lose in game six, so that one kind of gets lost in the annals as well. Ten OT winners in 23 years of Wild history, and they all were pretty awesome to witness. And uh, Ryan Hartman's goal last night, glad uh, he gave us the chance to run down that list today. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum. Again, comment below. Let us know what you think of the list, and let me know if I uh, messed it up, if any of the other ones are uh, deserve a place on the top five. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of Minnesota Sports Rankum, the show that sells debates and starts new ones. I'm Sam Ekstrom on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. Thanks for watching. Talk to you next time here on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.